And how's everybody doing on this Friday morning? We are here. You are listening to Threes Only with JB3, presented by Sideline Guys. Going to have a great show for you today. Bringing on a good friend of mine and relative of a living legend. Some of you older fans out there may be, uh, may know who this guy is. Grandson of Rick Mount, Jordan Mount, close personal friend of the program. Going to be coming on today. We're going to be talking about a lot of good stuff. Purdue basketball is going to be a topic. College basketball in itself should be a fun one. Listening to Threes Only with JB3 presented by Sideline. Guys, got a great show for you today. Uh, but the first thing we're going to do, we have a special guest on here. First one out of many. Hopefully his first chance to come on the show. And we're going to have him back more than once. But uh, grandson of a living legend, one of my best friends in the entire world, guy who knows basketball, knows sports, going to provide his hot takes on some stuff. That's why we bring him on the show because he's got hot takes. Like we said before, you have a hot take, shoot us an email, sidelineguys at gmail.com. We can bring you on the show. But without further ado, let's just introduce Jordan Mount, everybody. Jordan, welcome to the program. How you doing today, bud? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Oh, not bad. Can't complain. It's Friday. Ready to just let loose, hit up Indiana State this weekend, watch the trees, get a third straight win. So, you know, a lot of people may not know who you are and, you know, your connection to basketball in the state of Indiana and really around the country. So I want you to kind of explain, you know, who you are, your background with basketball, uh, you know, your family lineage with the game of basketball and kind of explain your connection to Purdue basketball. Yeah. So uh, my my grandpa is, is Rick Mount, um, who's, you know, basketball royalty and, you know, across the country. Um, you know, I've been to a lot of places and I've, I've wore Rick Mount t-shirts a lot of places and a lot of people have stopped me and like, oh, you know, you know who Rick Mount and you know, the story always goes the same. It's always like, oh yeah, I know who Rick Mount is and blah, blah, blah. So, um, he was the first athlete, uh, high school athlete on the cover of Sports Illustrated in 1966. Um, probably one of the greatest shooters to ever live. Um, he, he scored like a million points. I'm going to stop you there. I would go as far um, to say the greatest shooter of all time. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty, but, um, you know, I would, for his era, and if he was if he was playing today, then the way the game is, I think he may have scored more than he did back then, which is a lot. I mean, which is a lot to say. Um, just the way the game's set up, it's more for shooters now than anything. Yeah. I mean, would you would agree. I, um, but, yeah, I, I would, yeah, I would so, say probably ever. You know, I know that you, you're doing a lot of stuff on social media trying to grow the Rick, Rick Mountain brand. I know that in the past he had these world-famous shooting camps, and I was not fortunate enough to ever get to attend one. But, you know, kind of tell us about, you know, your, your opportunity to revive the Rick Mountain brand and, and kind of make him relevant again. Yeah, so um, he's 71, going on 72 now. He's kind of getting older with camps, um, but a lot. But it's it's a great shooting system. I mean, he runs a really well-oiled camp. It's it's not um, superbly fun. I think a lot of people sign up their kids because they think it's going to be a lot of fun. But you know, a lot of kids leave and and they learn a lot. About three four years ago, there was a guy that that came to the camp at Milliken in Illinois. And he ended up playing at Tennessee. And then, you know, uh, more famously, like the Plumleys have came, um, DJ Bird. A lot of guys have came to his driveway as well. But 
um, you know, with the social media thing, I'm trying to get with a couple um, guys in the area. Taylor Ware, who plays, he played at IU. He was, um, um, he, he's done some, done some training in the area, and I'm kind of hooking up with him and, and you know, just trying to, to show as many players that system as possible. Um, to help as many kids as uh, we, as we can. Yeah, that's the one thing I, I appreciate, you know, just following on social media and you guys on Facebook is that, you know, it, it seems that, you know, anymore a lot of these camps, you know, kids go to, it, it's just to make money. And I'm sure that you guys are trying to make money. You know, obviously it's capitalism in America. We don't do things unless we get paid, right? Um, but, you know, you guys seem to have, right. it, have it figured out. You know, anybody's welcome. And, and it's not about how many shots I make. It's how many shots did I make the right way? How many times did I shoot the basketball with proper mechanics? And I think, you know, that's, that's what makes your all's camp special and the things that I've read up on it. Uh, so, so just real quick, do you have any like cool stories of, you know, being out with, with your grandpa, being out in public, you know, being wearing the Rick Mount shirt, anything, you know, any cool stories you can share? Um, I was in Arizona about, five six years ago and i had a rick mott t-shirt on and uh there's three guys that stopped me and was like oh yeah he was you know one of my favorite players um i've you know a lot so now that social media has kind of taken off i i get messages a lot. um fame respect was a uh he was a, a big time news reporter in uh in new york and he hit me up stories there um when that'd be that'd be good he tells me a lot of funny stories when you know he was in the aba those are the best ones or you know like college produced stories and, and stuff like that um you know it, it's a he he's a unique person so you know when there's public you know interaction you know it's always it's always really pleasant but um <laughs> sometimes sometimes if people are coming at him he, he kind of deflects it off a little bit and you know there's a little confrontation but um you know other than that he's he's, he's a pretty cool dude yeah just you know and, and unfortunately i haven't got the opportunity to meet him yet so hopefully you and i can get that scheduled out you know we can maybe bring the sideline guys on. maybe maybe if we're lucky get him to record a segment with us but who knows yeah hopefully uh maybe i can talk him into it i will okay i will tell this story so he was this story was in one of the uh he so he played for the kentucky colonels in the 70s and obviously you're from louisville so you know who the colonels are Mm -hmm. and so uh they were playing in st louis and he's uh he's playing and um artist gilmore comes comes down the lane and he, he just absolutely gets blasted by, by I don't know who it was. He gets blasted, right? Knocks him out clean. They give him the smell and salts. My grandpa's right there. And they said, they said, Artis, where are we at? And he said, uh, Louisville, Kentucky. And they were like, wrong. <laughs> He's good to go, though. <laughs> so, you know, and Artis Gilmore's like seven foot two. Yeah. You know, 280 pounds. So, um, yeah, and that that's pretty funny. And then you know he's played against Dr. J and and George Gervin and all those guys. So, um, you know the 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 name Rick Mount is synonymous with with a lot of that that older generation. Um, 
but yeah, I wish he would get out a little bit more uh, with the social media. I'm kind of just there, right? Um, and I and I'm not using his name more or less, so trying to get it out there. Um, like the Facebook, like went from like five followers, like five hundred in like three weeks, right? So, um, just off of like one video, yeah. So you know, people love him. Yeah, there's a lot of love for Rick Mount out there, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and, and I can attest to being the southern part of the state, you know. And, and seeing, you know, the Big Ten icons when he was on there when BTN ran that special. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, a lot of people really have an appreciation for Rick Mount. And, you know, it's a special connection that he has with college basketball. And, and not just college basketball, but basketball in general. But speaking of college basketball, I want to get your take, man, on this Rick Patino wanting to join an NBA franchise after a couple months ago saying he was done with coaching. You know, what's your take on that? <sighs> So, I see. I think college basketball for him is done. Like, I just want to first and foremost say, like, I've never played it for Rick Pitino. Like, I don't know anything like about. I've I've met him one time up at Purdue. Um, you know, I've I've talked with Donovan Mitchell, uh, a couple of guys from Louisville, Dwayne Morton, who played in the '90s. He played at Louisville. You know, I've talked to him about Pitino, and you know, like the overall consensus is, hey, like, he's kind of a snake, but he's a good dude to play for. Um, but you know, I, with an NBA team, I don't know, man. I, I, I think he was a really, I mean, one of the greatest college coaches ever, but you know, he went, he, he's done the NBA thing once with the Celtics and, you know, he traded Chauncey Billups in this rookie year, you know, and Chauncey ended up being one of the best players ever play the game. Right. Um, I, I, I just don't know, you know, I think the way that he coaches and the way that he's goes about things, like all those NBA guys don't want to do it. Like, I think the only really successful person to jump from college to the pros is Brad Stevens. It's just because the way he coaches and the like mutual respect he has for the players. And I feel like Rick is just going to, I don't know. I, maybe with younger guys, maybe if you just put them in a strictly, okay, here's your mentor role, but I don't know. He may try to undermine people. And, you know, obviously if you're a head coach for that long, you don't want to be an assistant. You know what I mean? Like you have that power. Don't. And so I, I don't know. I, I just don't think – I think that he'd be really, really good at developing guys. But, you know, Chris Brickley, who's one of the famous NBA trainers, played for Patino at Louisville. Right. And that's where he learned a lot of his training tactics at. So, you know, I I, I think I would, I think it would be neat to see him in the league. But I don't think that PR – I don't think anybody would really care because at that point it's legal. But um, – I don't know. I just, I just wouldn't feel, I, I just wouldn't feel like he'd, he'd be a great, great fit somewhere unless it was like with like San Antonio. Right. And I totally, I totally I feel, agree with you. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I, I think his days in college basketball are done. And I, you know, I think maybe a division three or an NAIA team may take it, make it take a chance on him. Um, but, you know, nonetheless, I think at the big time division one level scholarship basketball at the NCAA level, at least he he's done. Um, and, and speaking of guys who are done, uh, you know, while we're on the subject of college basketball, you know, th- this whole MO that, and it kind of goes back to when your grandpa played, that, you know, it was about the team, the team, the team. And as things have gone on, it's become about me, 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 me. And, you know, recently reports came out, uh, you know, small school, they're a mid-major Iona, uh, had a player, Roland Griffin kicked off his team for fighting a coach. Now, the report I read said that the coach kind of, you know, instigated this whole thing. Um, but I, I know that personally, like, you know, doing the little bit of coaching that I've done, the players anymore, it is about them. And I just don't necessarily think it's 
bad for the game because I think if you get better, then your team's going to be better. But I think at a certain point, you have to realize, like, it's not all about me. And, you know, I just think it's interesting to see where basketball is going. Yeah, I actually, I literally, um, I know you sent me that earlier in the week, and I and I just looked it up probably like an hour ago, and I read the report. And, um, I mean, there's been times where, like, yeah, I was like, I've played, and, like, I've, I've wanted to fight. I've never wanted to fight an assistant. Actually, I have, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, I mean, like, you can't. As a player, you have to have more respect than that. But, you know, I was reading the report, and I, I, I don't know who's in the wrong, but, you know, I'm not going to let another man, you know, drag me to the ground and say all these things. But I will agree with you that I think it's just the generation of kids. I mean, because even you can see it with us, you know, growing up, um, this, that shift changes where there's not a lot of respect for the coach. Um, you know, it's more of the players like, hey, like, you really have no idea what you're talking about. I'm just going to do my thing. I think I know more than you. And it's like, and even, you know, I played at a junior college and it was, it was a lot of selfishness, um, you know, that you can see on other teams. Our team wasn't bad. Um, you know, we all respected each other. We hated the coach, but, you know, we, we respected each other enough that we respected him and, and it was a mutual thing. Right. But, you know, you see it, you see it a lot where, I mean, especially in the league, I think the NBA, I think social media has a lot to do with it because you see, you just get exposed to more and you think, okay, well, that guy's transferring. So I'll just get transferred to, um, you know, yeah, and I, even I mean, fell I, into that. Like I, 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 yeah, I transferred in high school. And so, but it was a little bit different, but you know, that was about right. I mean, it, like that when I transferred, when I left, yeah. you know, and I'll be the first to tell you, I mean, like, you know, I think everybody in our generation, you know, we have our reasons why, and you know, whether or not people want to agree with it or not, you know, that that's up to them. But, you know, I, I think you're seeing it in college, college football as well. You know, these guys who, you know, Kelly Bryant down there at Clemson, you know, he got lost a starting job fourth game into the season. And, what, you know, instead of sticking it out and fighting for his job, eh, screw it. I'm done. I'm, I'm going to enter into this, you know, this transfer database that they have of guys who declared, yep, I'm out. And he's going to go with that. But, you know, enough of the bad stuff. You know, with college basketball starting tonight, I know a lot of teams – or excuse me, starting last night – um. You know, a lot of teams had their first open scrimmages for, for fans to watch. You know, Indiana took on uh, Southern Indiana. Purdue apparently has Marion last night. Uh, uh, no, they have them today. Yeah, right oh, now. Okay, all right. So so we got that going on. Uh, but I want to see, you know, who are your preseason picks to, to win these Power 5 conference titles? Um. I think Big Ten, um, I you know, Michigan State's returning a lot. Um, I really like – I mean, obviously, I like Purdue. I think, you know, we have a buddy up there in Sasha, and I think he's really good. And I and I, I saw where Ryan Klein hit, like, nine threes against West Virginia, and obviously Carson Edwards is really, really good. So, you know, I think Purdue it definitely is always up there. I think Matt, who is, you know, one of my dad's friends in college – um, he, he does. He, he does a really, really good job of getting those guys ready. Um, I like Indiana. I'm biased. I love Michigan. I think Michigan's. I think yeah. those four teams. Yeah, but I mean, John Beeline always, for some reason, like and at, when they get to like middle of the Big Ten, it's it's always really, really good. Um, you know, uh, SEC people like Kentucky. I like Tennessee. I think Tennessee pulls it out. I think Tennessee wins it two years in a row. Um. And I think they beat Kentucky, but I think it'll be really, really close. 
Uh, what what other one? We got Pac twelve. Yeah, Pac twelve. For uh, me, it's Pac- it's kind of a toss up. I, you know, being an East Coast guy, this is a little bit of East Coast bias. Um, outside of Oregon and Arizona State and really UCLA, you don't really hear much out of those teams. I mean, personally, I like UCLA, but I think Steve Alford's on the hot seat this year. I think, and I mean, like he's got to get to a Sweet 16, but I still don't like UCLA. I, I, I think in a, in a grudge match, I'm going to take a Bobby Hurley team at Arizona State with what the significant improvement he's made in that program already. I think, I think Arizona State pulls it out in Pac-12. I, I may have to agree with you. Obviously, you know, I'm kind of a Duke fan. So, yeah, the Hurley brothers, you know, I, I do like – like, it's Bob, right? Bob Hurley's out there. Um, you know, I think that they, they'll pull it out. Um, I like Oregon. Like, see, I love West Coast basketball. Right. Like, I, I'm a bit – I like BYU. I like the way they play. I like West Coast. I like their style, quickness. You know, we're getting it up and we're going and we're shooting it. So, um, I think that's where a lot of people are heading to. I think even East Coast basketball is, is going that way. And, and um, you know, I'm pretty sure they play basketball in the South somewhere. Uh, no, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's really, really good everywhere. South has – I think the Southern – kind of team have just like really athletic guys like a Georgia has a really really athletic group this year um Florida always has a really athletic group um but you know in the in the Pac-12 I I like Oregon I like Oregon right out obviously Chris Wilkes at UCLA you know since I'm an indie guy so yeah I'd like to see him do well but like you said after those three teams you really don't hear much um well, it's, I heard Washington's not going to be bad. Yeah, Washington's not going to be bad. I saw they got a couple of top 100 guys in a recent, you know, list of top 100 players. You know, but I mean, like, here's how much I feel like we don't know about the West Coast, at this area in the country, is Markel Fultz was the number one pick in the NBA draft last year, and I had literally never heard of him until the draft. And, and I'm really? sure that I'm not the only guy. Um, you know, but, but I'm with you as far as the Big Ten. I think you've got, you know, Michigan – uh, Indiana, Purdue, I think Michigan State could be, you know, could get up there. Um, but, you know, like you said, you know, uh, Michigan always seems to be playing hot. And, you know, come tournament time, they're ready to roll. And, and I love that about John, uh, Jim Beeline or John Beeline, excuse me. And I love his program. Mm-hmm. I love the way they play. Uh, you know, he, he truly develops guys. And they're one of the few programs in the country, I think, that has success playing second, third, fourth year guys. And, you know, they're showing that you can win with that model. Um, but as far as the Big Ten, I, I got to go with Purdue. You know, I think Purdue brings back the most. I think they've got a lot of guys coming up. You know, they got, got a mutual friend of ours, Sasha Stefanovic. I think he's going to come in and make a splash a little bit. You know, then obviously Carson Edwards. And, and you know, I think Ryan Klein's going to have a breakout year this year for the Boilermakers. Um, you know, the SEC, I like UK. Um, I hate UK as a school. You know, I'm not a UK fan by any stretch, but I like the way they play. I like John Calipari, but I'm with you. I think Tennessee gets them. I think Georgia was under Tom Crean is going to make a little bit of noise. I think they'll be a middle of the pack team, but I think they can compete and maybe shock some teams. Uh, but the one thing I really want to talk to you about the ACC and this gauntlet. You know, you got Duke, North Carolina, uh, NC State could be decent. You know, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, the ACC top to bottom is – I think they compete with the Big Ten as the best conference in, in the country. Um, they're always loaded. They they got, you know, they got Duke, NC State, Carolina, Miami. 
Um, you know, Pittsburgh was horrible last year. Not to um, mention Louisville. But, you know, there, Louisville's at the number one recruiting Louisville. class in the country. I mean, like, and, you know, they got a lot of returners. They got a new coach. Um, you know, he was, he was, you know, at Xavier before, like, and that guy can really coach. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I just I just think that the ACC is and it will be incredibly difficult to get out of. Um, I think, I, I mean, Duke is obviously loaded with, what, like five NBA draft picks, which they always are. But, you know, this is a really, really special group of guys. Um so, you know, that's – I think the ACC, they're just going to beat up on each other and who probably ever – there'll be two ACC teams in the Final Four again this year. Right. I mean, I, I think, honestly, you know, being a Louisville native, I guess, of sorts, you know, born, in, born, in, born in the Commonwealth, raised in – you know, raised in the heartland here in Indiana. Um, you know, I've, I've been to many a UofL game and, and I've watched them play and I've watched the program kind of get to this point, uh, you know, I had some good friends play at Louisville, you know, Raymond Spaulding, um, just to name one of the guys, you know, so I see where Louisville is going. I think this year, I don't, I don't think they quite get it done. Uh, but, you know, part of me wonders if, the, you know, the ACC, they beat up on each other so much that come to the end of the year, it's tough. And, and I think one team we failed to mention is Virginia that can make some noise, but overall, I like North Carolina. I like what they've got coming back. Uh, I love Roy Williams. You know, Roy Williams is a great guy, great coach. Uh, but you're right. You know, you can never rule out guys like Miami and and you know Jim Laranega is down there, so they're always going to have a chance. And as long as he's there, and as long as Virginia's got their defense, they play. You know, we're not going to score 20 points, but you're not going to score 21. You know, terrible brand of basketball to watch if you're if you're a points guy. Um, but Definitely hammer the under if you're going to bet Virginia. Uh, but just, you know, moving on from, from college basketball, you know, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on the NBA right now. You know, the Celtics, uh, you know, Detroit was hot, started off undefeated. You know, they've dropped a couple. Uh, you know, the sleeper team out west apparently is Denver. Watched Denver play a couple times. Nice team. You got the Jazz out there too. Uh, you know, but, but kind of wanted to get your thoughts overall, you know, top teams, you know, you teams you've been watching, things you've noticed from this year, uh, you know, guys you you expect to have breakout years? Um, so I am a huge J.J. Reddick fan. I, I like his podcast. I like him as a person. Um, I've never met him. That'd be one person that'd be like, all right, cool. Like, I, I'd grab lunch with this guy. Um, but I, I think he's having a really, really great year um, coming off the bench uh, with Marco Fultz coming in. Um, you know, he's had a, multiple games where he's just been lighting up. I think he had 30 – um, he's had a you know a couple game tires you know four point plays. He's he really he really knows how to play his role. I mean that, that guy could play in the NBA for probably you know a solid two more three more years um, and retire really comfortably. Uh, so I think the Seventy Sixers are definitely is definitely a team that um, you know that's gonna they're they're gonna open up some eyes again this year. Uh, I like Denver. I like that Jokic. I think he is if not the best big one of the best bigs in the league, probably outside of Joel Embiid. Um, I would agree. He, he's that. really good. I think I think Sacramento is really good. Yeah, yeah, that's a team that – and, again, I think because of where we live, they don't get the coverage, but I think they only have one or two losses at this point in the year. I think they're dangerous. De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, uh, Marvin Bagley, Willie Cauley-Stein, they've got a good group out there, good nucleus. 
Yeah, and Yogi. You know, you got an Indiana guy too. Oh, so. yeah. I forgot he's out there. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's out there too. Um, you know, Golden State obviously beats up on everybody. Golden everybody State in the is ridiculous, man. I mean, I really do think that at one point this year or – and you know, I think this year is going to be the last year for that crew uh, just because, you know, you and I both know, and it gets back to what we talked about earlier, you know, the me mentality. I think some of those guys are going to want to go get theirs, and rightfully so. You know, I mean, they've won three championships – uh, you know, with that core group. Um, but I think overall, I, I think we're going to see one of those guys go off for 70, 80 points very soon. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay, what do you think of Clay Thompson? Do you think he stays or leaves? You know, that's a good question. Uh, I've heard both ways. Uh, I haven't heard anything in the media. I mean, I've heard people give their opinion both ways. Uh, personally, I think Clay Thompson, I think it depends on how they do this year. I think if they win, I think Clay Thompson goes off in the sunset and and gets his, and when I say gets his, I mean he gets his paycheck. Um, but I, I I think that you know I think he's going to move on. I think Kevin Durant's going to move on. I think KD went there to to get his, and and by his I mean in his circumstance I meant I mean his ring. So you got that going on. But you know overall I think this will be the last year that we really see. Uh, Golden State take a run, but I'll tell you two teams that have actually been really disappointed in this year it is the, the Rockets and the Sixers. And the Sixers, oh, the process, the process, the process. Where you at? And then, you know, Houston's gone out and signed, you know, every washed up kind of guy. They kind of remind me of the New York Yankees there in the uh, mid 2000s, you know, where they were struggling and signed a bunch of these older veteran guys who, in their primes, were studs. But, you know, they're on their last leg when you bring them in, and I feel like that's sort of what Houston has done. Not to mention none of those guys have ever won anything in their careers outside of an Olympic gold medal. Yeah, you know, I I agree. I think, you know, I love Melo. I think Melo's a really good player still. Um, Now, do I think he's the Melo that when he was with Denver? No. Um, You know, the Rockets puzzle me. I don't think they're as good as they were last year. They they trade away Ariza, and they lost by by Mabute who were two guys that could come in three and D it was, you know, stud defenders, um, which they needed, you know, but in that, in that type of system where you're trying to outscore people, um, you're going to get tired and you got to rely, you know, someone on your defense. And, uh, you know, I, I, I would love to play for Mike D'Antoni, number one, like he would, you know, Oh I mean? yeah. Like, the yeah, way he, they go get down, yeah. shoot it. I love it. Yeah, right, exactly. But I just don't, like, I, I think they underachieve. I think they finish, you know, five, five in the West, I think Utah finishes ahead of them. I think Portland finishes ahead of them. Um, that's another team. I, I think Portland is really, really good too. I I agree. I uh, think Portland's pretty good. But I, I want to get your opinion on uh, you know on this real quick. You know, being Indiana guys, you being from the Indy area, you know, the Pacers. You know, everybody was kind of like, you know, they're just going to be there. You know, they won't be a playoff team, but they won't be terrible. They'll be competitive. And here they are sitting at four and two. Five and two, coming off a couple of really good wins. Yeah, I mean, it's early, but I've seen them play twice now. I'm actually going to the Boston game on Saturday, and then I'll see them play the 76ers next week. I really, really like the Pacers. I think Victor Oladipo. I think bringing in Tyreek Evans, uh, losing Lance Stevenson. Like, Lance Stevenson, he he was a really good indie favorite. He was a personality, but Lance Stevenson – or, I mean, Tyreek brings, like, a – 
just this this stud of an attitude, uh, confident. I mean, uh, him and Sabonis, they set pick and rolls, you know, off the bench, and it is it is really really nice. Uh, you know, they've they got a lot of guys that came back from last year. Um, you know, they added they added Dougie buckets. Uh, you know, Dougie buckets is obviously a a Caucasian favorite in America. So you know, Indiana being um, being a blue collar state, you know, Dougie buckets brings a lot. Um, I would even go. I I really like um, I'm like Victor Oladipo. Um, Miles Turner is really good. I, I think they finished probably third, third or fourth in the in the East because the East is pretty weak. But I still think they finished like third or fourth. I, I'm right there with you. I think they're going to be a they're going to finish anywhere between uh, three, four, and five. I think that the, so they're going to be a you know a team that's either really good or a team that's middle of the pack as far as the playoffs are concerned. But I think you know in the playoffs they can make some noise, especially if they get hot at the right time. And you and I both know it takes a little bit of luck and. And, you know, be playing right at the right times. Uh, but, you know, for this last segment, being an indie guy, I'm sure, you know, you're a Colts fan, just like everybody else in the state of Indiana. What's your opinion on, one, how hot they are right now? And, two, Adam Vinatieri setting the all-time record for most points in a career. Yeah, so, you know, Adam is obviously, like, 85 years old and still kicking field goals. He kicks balls very far which... and very straight. Impressive. <laughs> very far as like he's kicking on the moon um you know i actually work for the colts so i i'm in the concierge so like i don't get to see the games <laughs> that often <laughs> but i'm there which is nice so i was there for the cincinnati game when you know they just completely laid an egg and then i was there for the bills game um and then you know i obviously watched them play the raiders their their o-line is the best o-line that they've ever had in the past i would agree with that even better than the year they won the super bowl yeah, oh no, totally agree. I don't think Andrew Luck has been touched in the past like four games. Um I think Andrew Luck is really good. I think that he's gonna you know, he's been out for, you know, eighteen, eighteen months, almost two years, right? So like you're not going to um bounce back, you know, that fast. So I think that, you know, he's gonna get continually better and better and better. Um, just like I'd compare it to like a Kyrie Irving or a Gordon Hayward coming off an injury for a whole year. Like there he's just gonna get better and better and better and I think the Colts, um, I, I, I like their chances. I like this year. A lot of people are always like, if the Colts lose two games in a row, it's always like, oh, well, there's next year. We just should bomb the season. That's just how Indiana fans are. Um, oh, yeah. That's so how the I, Indy I think media that, is. Yeah, no. Exa- I mean, you know how it is. Like, any sports writer is like, all right, well, back to the drawing board. Let's We got to get some more draft picks. Let's make a trade, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's let's like, tank. Tank. Like, Everybody hey, was tank. Right. Let's let- <laughs> Let's tank. Yeah, like, let's tank it. Let's pull up. Let's pull up Philadelphia and let's tank it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tank it and start the process. Right. Start the process. Yeah. Football edition. I mean, it, it, it's it's kind of ridiculous, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm, I'm like you. But you, yeah. But you know that happens in the league. Like definitely the NFL. Like you know they tank. Oh yeah. Like there's no yeah. Like there's no way you go zero and sixteen. Denver or Detroit, <laughs> Detroit Lions, Cleveland Browns. Was that Detroit? Cleveland Browns. Didn't Detroit? Did Detroit go 0 16? Detroit, Detroit was right? the first team to go 0 and 16, and then the Browns followed it up That's with thought. their own version here. Hold my beer, you know, kind of situation. Hold my beer. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I think the Colts, I'm like you, I, I think the Colts have a shot. I think they have a shot to run, not run, I think maybe run the table. You know, there's, their remaining schedule is not the best. Uh, and their conference, 
or not the conference, their division's not what I'd call world beaters. Uh, you know, you got mm-hmm. Jacksonville is tanking as we speak. Uh, you know, I think the Texans are going to be competitive again. And, you know, I think they play the Titans here in a couple weeks and the Dolphins. So very winnable games coming up. Uh, but, you know, uh, one last thing here I wanted to talk about uh, before we end this, you know, what 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 is your opinion of, you know, the Indianapolis market? And because I, I look at like the Indianapolis market versus a lot of other markets around the country. And, you know, it's not the biggest, but it's not the smallest. But I think Indianapolis does a great job being middle of the pack of, of, of presenting themselves as a major market in all sports. No, yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, I was actually talking, like Greg, Greg Doyle, I saw him on the Pacers game. And so I remember talking to him and he was, he said that, you know, it's like, like, like you said, Indy is this really, really small, um, you know, it could be like a Milwaukee, like no one really talks about Milwaukee. Right. But Indy is a sports town. Like everybody knows you come to Indianapolis, you know what you're going to get. We love basketball. We love our, we love our teams, love Pacers, love Colts. Um, you know, we even have like Indianapolis Indians here. Um, I've gone to a couple fuel, like a, like a triple A hockey right. type of game. And I, you know, it's always packed. Um, Indy just does a really, really great job. I mean, this is, this is almost, um, I would, I would compare it like outside of, you know, all the major cities, like in LA, New York, Chicago, like this is probably the best place to come and play. You know, we've had a lot of final fours. We've done a Super Bowl. Um, you know, I just think our reputation, we're going to host an all-star game. Um, Indianapolis does, does a lot of really big things that a lot of people don't appreciate. And like people that live in Indianapolis are always like, oh yeah, there's nothing to do here. Um, you know, and so that's why we go, you know, a whole bunch of sports games, you know, the Pacers games are always packed. Um, they're always a lot of fun. Um, I just think the, uh, like, like the Colts hired somebody that worked with the Orlando magic. She just, you know, they just hired her on and she's doing a fantastic job of making the, you know, the experience at a Colts game outside of the game, you know, just, just phenomenal. Right. So yeah. And I think that's like the big thing is like people enjoy just going no matter what the record is, but they're really, really, you know, passionate, obviously like college sports. So, you know, Duke and Kentucky are playing here next week um, in Kansas, you know, it's so like, you know, we got all the blue bloods coming and a lot of people that come to Indianapolis, they like it. Like uh, Eddie Gill, um, you know, he played all over the place, but you know, they stayed in Indianapolis, you know, he loved it. So um, I see a lot of his family lives here now. Um, so, you know, Indianapolis is a great place. It's not super, super fast like a Chicago or L.A., um, you know, unless you're kind of a younger guy that or, you know, you see a younger person that wants to go out and party all the time, whether, you know, guy, girl. Um, I just I just think, um, you know, Indianapolis is a nice slow down pace. Um, a lot of the players, you know, come and they like it here, you know, like Lance Stevenson still has a house here. So Derek Smith's, um, well, Rick Smith's lived here for a while. He lives out in Arizona now. But, you know, the market here in Indianapolis, is, is I think it's wide open. I think there's a lot more room for growth and improvement. Um, I don't think it'll ever be like a Chicago or L.A. because just, that's not the way it's right. built. Um, but the people here are just so great. I mean, you can't, you know, New York people have a reputation. Like, you know, Chicago people have a reputation. L.A. people have a reputation. Indiana has a reputation of you know, being kind, nice, kind of Southern hospitality type of feel. Now, hold on. I'm going um, to stop you there with the Southern hospitality. You, you don't think so? No, people in India are nice, but there, there's a difference. 
and, and me growing up, you know, having family in, in the Commonwealth and, and having ex- traveled yeah. extensively throughout the South, there's a little bit different, but yeah, I, I will agree with you. The people of Indianapolis are great. Um, you know, I know I, I personally think as far as the sports, sports market goes, I think the next thing for Indianapolis would be, you know, if, if they did host a North American, um, you know, Olympics, kind of like what we're doing with, with the World Cup here coming up soon. You know, I think the next step for mm-hmm. Indianapolis is going to be being being a host site, you know, where they open up Lucas Oil Stadium and, and they're playing soccer in the World Cup right there. I think that's going to be an opportunity for this, the city of Indianapolis uh, to be put on a, not just a, a national, a world stage. Um, and, I, and I think the next thing for them also on top of that would be to host, be a, an Olympic host site. You know, if Chicago – uh, were to host an Olympics, you know, they could ho- host the swimming at, there at IUPUI. And, you know, as you and I both know, and as everybody knows, swimming is a huge part of the Olympics. And, and so, you know, uh-huh. with that, you know, I really, I want to appreciate you. Uh, you know, I'll let you know, I appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, you know, any last thoughts, you know, before, before we end this? Uh, oh, I did forget the Indy 11. The Indy 11 games are a lot of fun. Oh. I do have pretty good soccer here in Indianapolis. Yeah, too. soccer's a sport here. It, it's growing and definitely down here in the Louisville market as well. It's growing. I mean, we're getting ready to build a, I think, a 20,000-seat stadium for a soccer team. Mm-hmm. 15 years ago, I never would have thought that was going to happen. You know, 15 years ago, though, we were inches away and in, in a stadium arena away that we ended up building from landing the then New Orleans Hornets. So, uh, again, man, I just want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, definitely need to do this again. And, and, you know, appreciate your time. And hopefully you being on the show, hopefully you enjoyed it. And hopefully we're able to get some, you know, broaden our, our horizons here and get some more listeners out of the Indianapolis area. Yeah, good deal. No, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Well, that's going to do it. We're going to wrap it up here. I am Jeff Byrne. You've been listening to Threes Only with JB3, presented by Sideline Guys. Give us a follow on Twitter, guys underscore sideline. Uh, we're going to plug this show, plug our other shows we got going on. We got the Zachy G show, Big Hits with Hennis, SEC Saturday Picks with Nick. Then we have our joint show, Sideline Guys, where all four of us come together once a week. You know, we give our takes on the sports happenings and, and recap the week, so to speak. And we also got Coach's Talk with myself and Zach Goodwin. Uh, give me a follow on Twitter, uh, that it's JLB3.0. Uh, give me a hot take. Let me know what's going on, what you think. Send us an email. If you have something you want to say, maybe we'll get you on the show. Send us an email, sidelineguys at gmail.com. And, Jordan, go ahead and let you plug yourself. You want to you know, plug the Rick Mountain brand, plug yourself Plug yourself on Instagram, Twitter, and I'll let you go. Yeah, you know, follow uh, follow the Facebook page, Rick Mountain Shooting School. You can follow me on Instagram at uh, underscore jmount10. Um, I don't use Snapchat anymore. But my Snapchat is Jay Swizzle. Um, so if that interests anybody, <laughs> Jay Swizzle. Well, you can, you can, yeah. Well, yeah. No, I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, if um, you're from India, this is a great podcast. To listen well, to. Um, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Louisville guys. I appreciate it. Hopefully, you know, we can bring you on again here soon. Loved having you on again. You've been listening to Threes Only with JB3 presented by Sideline Guys. Have a great day.